The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 10. This chapter deals largely with prohibitions on agricultural products. The first halacha states that up until now we've been dealing mostly with living things, but there are other prohibitions, specifically the prohibitions on chadash, kilai kerem, tevel, and arla. Each of these have to do with agricultural products, and each will be explained. Second halacha. Chadash, which literally means new, is the prohibition of eating any of the five grains before the omer has been offered on the 16th of Nisan. Anyone who eats a kazayas of chadash is liable for lashes. This is true in Eretz Yisrael and in the Diaspora, and it is true whether the Beis HaMikdash is standing or not. Today in the Diaspora, the period when grains are no longer considered chadash is after the 17th of Nisan. Second halacha. Since the Pasuk in Vayikra specifically says you may not partake of bread, roasted kernels, or fresh kernels, one who eats a kazayas of bread from roasted kernels and fresh kernels is liable for three sets of lashes. Fourth halacha. As long as the grain took root prior to the Eimer, even if it is harvested thereafter, it is not chadash after the Eimer. But if it took root after the Eimer, regardless of when it was planted, it is chadash until the next Eimer. Fifth halacha. Rambam presents a case. Grain took root after the Eimer, and then is harvested, and then is planted back in the ground. Then the Eimer comes, and it is harvested again. There is a doubt as to whether they are considered chadash. So Rambam rules they should not be eaten until the following Eimer. Sixth halacha. Kilei Kerem literally means mixed species of a vineyard, and here it refers to grafting vegetables onto a vine. The produce of such a grafting is prohibited, and it doesn't matter whether it was a Jew or a non-Jew that did the grafting. Seventh halacha, someone that has a kezayas of Kilei Kerem, whether the vegetable or the grapes, is liable for lashes, according to the Torah. And the two mix in order to form a kezayas. So if you have a half a kezayas of each, you've had a kezayas. Eighth halacha, the Torah prohibition only applies in Eretz Yisrael. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, the prohibition is rabbinic in nature. The details of these halachas are brought down in Hilchas Kilayim, not here. Ninth halacha. Arla refers to any fruit that comes from a tree that's less than three years old. Anyone who eats a kezayas of Arla is liable for lashes according to the Torah. Tenth halacha. The halacha of Arla specifically applies to trees planted in Eretz Yisrael, but there's a halacha lamesh Sinai, meaning an oral tradition that dates back to Sinai, that Arla is also us or outside of Eretz Yisrael. The difference is that outside of Eretz Yisrael, we are mekel on any suffix, meaning that if we don't know whether the thing is Arla or not, one can assume it is not, and it would be the opposite in Eretz Yisrael. These halachas are explained more fully in Hilchas Meisr Sheni. Eleventh halacha. Here we go into a little bit more detail about sveikas, how to deal with doubts. In Eretz Yisrael, whether we're dealing with Orla or Kalei Kerem, if we have a doubt as to whether the thing is Aser, then we treat it as Aser. In Surya, and this refers to lands that David Amelch conquered, and in Suffolk we are Mekil, meaning that if there is a doubt, one can assume it is permitted. In the case of Orla, in the rest of the diaspora, it is even more Mekil. One can see fruits being taken out of a vineyard where there is Orla, and so long as he doesn't actually see Orla being reaped, he is allowed to purchase them and eat them. Twelfth halacha. Similar idea if there's a doubt as to whether a vineyard produces Orla or Kilei Kerem. In Eretz Yisrael it is forbidden. Outside of Eretz Yisrael it is permitted. Thirteenth halacha. If a barrel of wine was discovered hidden in a vineyard of Orla, it is forbidden to drink, but one may benefit from it. The rationale is that it was probably hidden there because it was stolen, and one does not hide something in the place from which he stole it. Fourteenth halacha. If a non-Jew and a Jew own the garden together, and they stipulate that the non-Jew will eat the fruits from the first two years, and then a Jew will eat the fruits from the next two years, and then after that they can share, that is, that the non-Jew is eating the fruit during the Orla period, this is permissible, so long as they have stipulated. If they have not stipulated, then they certainly are not allowed to calculate fruit for fruit, because if they did that, the Jew would be benefiting from the eating of the fruit during the period when they were Orla. Fifteenth halacha. Netaravai refers to the fact that in the fourth year, the fruit from the tree should be taken to Yerushalayim and eaten in a state of purity. Here Rambam states that these laws do not apply outside of Eretz Yisrael. Sixteenth halacha. That said, fruit that grew on the tree during its fourth year is impermissible to be eaten until it has been redeemed in Yerushalayim. 
These laws will be explained in greater detail in Hilchas Meiser Sheni. 17th halacha. Even today the fruit can be redeemed, and here Rambam spells out the process. After the fruit is gathered into one place, the person makes the bracha, Baruchat Hashem Elkeinu Mechaylam, then he redeems the entire crop with a single pruta, meaning a copper coin or something of minimal value. And then that coin is thrown into the Dead Sea, meaning it's disposed of in a way that one can never find it again. 18th halacha. Some Ga'inim have ruled that even if one does this, they nonetheless are not permitted to eat the fruit of the fourth year until the fifth year. Rambam disagrees with this ruling. 19th halacha. Certain produce requires tithing before it can be eaten. Before it is tithed, it is called tevel. Someone who eats a kazayas of tevel is liable for death at the hands of heaven, meaning that he will die before his time, but no punishment is inflicted by a court. 20th halacha. Elsewhere we'll go into much more detail about these tithes, but there are a few of them. Any food from which truma and truma has been taken, but from which other tithes have not been taken, including the tithing for the poor, anyone who eats that is liable for lashes, but not death at the hands of heaven. 21st halacha. When any food is tevel only according to rabbinic law, one who partakes of a kazayas of it is liable for lashes for rebellious conduct, and the same thing is true for outside of Eretz Yisrael. 22nd halacha. Juice from many fruits that are prohibited for any of the reasons we've already discussed is also prohibited, but one who partakes of it does not get lashes. An exception is made for wine that is either orla or kilei karam. 23rd halacha. Here Rambam identifies several other isurim that pertain to agriculture in particular, but they will be discussed elsewhere. They include trumas, chala, maizosheni, and others. 24th halacha. In all these cases, the shear is always a kazayas. However, there are different isurim like chametz on Pesach or eating on Yom Kippur that have different shurim, that is, different sizes that make one liable. All of these will be discussed in the proper place.